<laughs> I'm starting the show. Yes. And gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, Known them to run their mouths about politics. Politics, politics, schmalitics. Well, little did you know, they can run their mouths about other stuff as well. This is the Mark G Show. They have a natural curiosity about just about everything from aliens, the paranormal, to the biggest natural disasters that have ever occurred on planet Earth and everything in between. Two brothers from another mother ripping it up. And oh no, we don't record the show. We have the balls to do it live. Call into the show at 207-370-5852. That's 207-370-5852. Be a part of the show. Let's do it. This is the Mark G Show. And now your hosts, Mark G and Gary G. What is going on? TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch, X, and also, well, no, not Facebook right now. What the Sam hell? <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, we're having issues with Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm sorry for anybody who might be trying to watch on Facebook. It looks like we're off Facebook. But listen, welcome to the Marchie Show. I got some information for all the people in Southern Maine that you're going to want to hear about today. But first, let me get some introductions and a disclaimer out of the way. I got the world's two biggest dipshits with me today. I got my brother from another mother, Gary G down there. Gary, what's going on, my man? What's going on, dude? Hey, did you know we're live, Mark? No. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Nine, is, nine and a half minutes now. That's absolutely crazy. Nonsense. That's Complete. That's crazy, man. And listen, it is. Listen, I also got the man down here that likes to pop in and out whenever the hell he feels like it. Hell, he thinks the only problem with that border crisis is a bunch of Mexicans cross the border. Wait till we tell him the difference between that. His name is Zach. Ladies and gentlemen, Zach, what's going on, my man? That sounded awful. And Mark, Mark, did you know we're live? No. Are you, are you serious? We're live? Yeah, I don't think we're live on Facebook, though. No, no. Facebook is having issues. I don't know what's going on. Maybe Mark Zuckerberg heard what I was about ready to release. But that's all right. Well, we're going to get there. First and foremost, I want to give a shout out to Texas, y'all. Texas has shown that if you defend your border, they will stop coming or they will slow the hell down. And now at this point, Texas has announced that the border crossing and people trying to jump the border has slowed down dramatically. uh, All because, you know, well, Texas knows how to defend their land. So a shout out to Texas for that. But before we go any further in the show, I do got to get a disclaimer out of the way. And I also found out something as well, gentlemen. I'll ask you here after I get, we get our disclaimer out of the way. So it kind of helps us from getting banned. Oh, All right. Yeah. So, folks, first and foremost, welcome to the Mark G Show. Everything you hear on the show tonight is the views and the opinions of myself and the guests on the show. Do the information as you please. I always say do your own research because, hey, that's the best thing you can do. 
and uh, then come up with your own conclusion what you want to believe. As always, this is for entertainment purposes only. And for today's show and today's show only, I'm identifying as a rock. So I can say whatever I want to say. I identify as a rock today. Gary, what are you going to identify so, as today? Uh, the number 42. All right. So you're identified as number 42. Zach, what are you going to identify as today? A fucking anal bead. That... I'm not sure if you should be proud to be identified as that, but hey, if that's what you want to be, my man, that is what you are today. All right, so now that we got, I guess that, it depends on who it belongs to, but hey, all right, hey, all right. if if it works for him, it works for him. All hey, right, so Mark we got is a rock. So we, is, that, is that? Are you telling us that you're hard right now, Mark? Ah, uh, well, you know, once you popped in, I did poke a little bit, but we, we'll discuss that later. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in. Um, I, as you all know, there is a border crisis going. Border crisis happening right now in the United States. The United States is currently being invaded. As much as the media like to tell you it's not a big problem, just alone in this month, we've had 300,000 illegal immigrants cross into the border. Unlike from Zach, who's done his research, it, it is not just the nationality of Mexicans. No. There is actually people from every nationality right now crossing the border. We got people from China coming in, people from Ukraine, people from Russia, people from China. They're coming from everywhere, man. They're coming from everywhere. And people are like, well, how do they get there? Well, you know, they fly into Mexico and then they work their way over to the border. Um, and that's a big problem. That is a major big problem. Now, with that problem, people crossing the border, as people know, multiple states have um, illegal immigrants going into you know their states and they're staying in the places the image that you see that i have right there though let me tell you about that image that is a, a small tent city in, in a town called Bitterford, maine and in that tent city you have a woman men and children sleeping out in those tents on a snowy day matter of fact let me tell you all it's getting cold out here tonight we are getting really heavy wet snow yes there are warming centers where people can go into but while these people are freezing their asses off and dealing with the elements of the weather, illegal immigrants are, you know, enjoying your hard-earned tax money and staying in hotels. And folks, I'm saying this as a pissed-off citizen of the United States and for the state of Maine, because we have not heard about this in our local station. Folks, this right here, as you can see, is a Comfort Inn and Suites. This Comfort Inn and Suites is located in Saco, Maine. A lot of people don't know about this, but this is in Saco, Maine. At this location here, as you can see, there's a bunch of bikes and stuff like that right at this hotel. Uh, a bunch of strollers. First and foremost, let me give a shout out to Caleb and his buddy. Um, this hotel is fully booked. I have called this hotel in Saco, Maine, and I asked them. When I got my source and they told me, hey, there's a bunch of illegal immigrants staying in there. But actually, the biggest key factor of this, majority of the people that are in this hotel are the ages of 14 to 18 with a few smaller amount of adults. It's a majority of children who are staying in there by themselves. And what it is, their parents are in other countries like Canada and so forth, working on their stuff, and they left their kids here to work on the education of America. Who's really responsible for these children? I don't know. What you're seeing here is the, this image. This is uh, the hotel parking lot. It's a basketball hoop over there. It's a bunch of brand new cars. A lot of cars, too. A lot of vehicles. 
that do not have registration plates on them. They do not have uh, state plates on them at all. Um, and right here, what I want to show you in this image here is you can see that's the fourth and the fifth floor at the very top. It's really hard. I'm not sure if I can zoom in on that. Let me see if I can get a zoom in on that image here. If you look up in that image here, on that fifth floor, you see there, you see a couple of packages of diapers, diapers and stuff, right? You know what's amazing is on the door of that hotel, we'll get to that image here in a minute, on the door of that hotel in Saco, it says that they're, they're remodeling the fourth and fifth floor. But they're absolutely not. I mean, there's obviously people living in there. You look in the fourth floor, you can see a bunch of traveling bags, uh, diapers, and so forth there. You got diapers up there. So you can definitely tell. Now, listen, folks, I get it. There's children. They got to stay warm. But at the same time, we have American children, American men and women, who are freezing in the elements while illegal immigrants are getting all this free housing and staying warm in these conditions. And this is what's truly pissing me off. I just want y'all to really look at this as we keep going through all these images here and talking about it. I would love to hear anybody's opinions. There is a phone line that you can call in. The phone number is down right now. Uh, but I'm sure if y'all could... Uh, shit. You know the number right off the get? Number off the bat, guys? I do not. You do not. Let me throw the number back up real quick. I got the number right here. I'll throw the number right up there. It's 207-370-5852. Y'all can call into the show if you have an opinions on it. Um, but we're going to keep moving forward with this. This is in Saco, Maine. I have not heard any single residents in the Southern Maine area talking about this location. So I'm, I'm not sure if the people in Saco, Maine are aware of this. And the news resource that I, the, um, the anonymous tip that I got in regards to this location is every morning, roughly about... Uh, 6 to 6.30 in the morning, there's roughly about 8 to 9 school buses showing up there grabbing students and traveling to different locations throughout Maine for school. And the law that they're using for these um, illegal immigrant children, <laughs> if you give me one second, I will pull that up. But Gary, as I'm trying to pull up this information on that law, in your town, in Oregon, have you uh, seen a lot of your hotels that are closed down and housing illegal immigrants right now where you're at? Um. Yeah, there was actually a thing on the news talking about um, some some old uh, hotels and apartment buildings that are basically being converted to. And now I'm trying to think about it because I can't remember if they said that it was going to be used to house the homeless or if it was going to be used for the refugees. So that I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure on. Um, and while I don't think the solution to the homeless is to just give them all free room and board, um, while it is in the winter months, I do think that it is, you know, it's a good thing to offer for them. But, um, yeah, I don't remember if it was for the homeless or if it's for refugees, to be honest. But I know that they are doing it. There's a bunch of stuff that's being converted. Um, but with that being said, as I drive down the street, I still see some of like the the older buildings that have been abandoned at least for the last five years that I've been up here and they're still not being used. So it is kind of interesting. I think that there are, I don't know if they're using the newer buildings to, to house these people or if they're using some of these older, more rundown ones. Gotcha. Well, I can tell you that this hotel was, it's not that old here in Saco, Maine. It's really not. It's maybe eight years old. If that, this hotel is a fairly new hotel. And my biggest thing is, is when I called up to find out about the availability of this hotel 
And they kept telling me, oh, it's booked, it's booked, it's booked. I was out almost a year. And I was, it's kind of concerning, especially I'm about ready to do an investigation of more hotels, especially in Southern Maine, because I'm sure you're familiar, Gary, that Maine alone is all of them, the money that Maine makes and the businesses that Maine makes is in the summertime from tourists. Maine mm-hmm. is a big touristy location. People come out here, you know, visit Old Orchard Beach and so forth. And a lot of people do stay in the hotels. A lot of people do go Airbnb. Like you said, that may pick up the Airbnb style. But then again, my question is how many of these Airbnbs are now being rented out to illegal immigrants as well? So I did just look it up really quick, and it is for the homeless. They are short-term housing, um, and it's mostly for um, mostly for the, the people, the residents of the area. But that doesn't mean that migrants can't come up here and you know claim to be just like a local homeless, right? So. Right. So this is a video they took uh, as they're walking through. Matter of fact, one of the guys is in the chat right now. Juice replay that? Can you replay that? Absolute dingus. Yep. Let me see here. Oh, that's just all the bikes over there. Shit ton of bikes, dude. A shit ton of bikes. Mm. So there's a bunch of bikes and brand new cars. Is that what you were saying earlier? Correct. Right now, they're on the side of the building. So on this side of the building, on the on the door, it tells everybody's coming up there to go in through the side of the building. Mm. So my question is, like, these people are traveling thousands of miles. Like, that's not cheap. So they're, they're, are they, like, are is every single one of these people using their life savings to come here or are they being funded else from elsewhere all right so once they cross the border they don't spend a single dime of their money yeah but i mean if you're coming from another country and you have to fly say into like latin america and then you got to get from latin america to the border to get here that's not cheap Right. No. Like, well, that, that raises a question. Is it uh, cartel involved? Is the cartel funding a majority of these people? Are terrorist organizations funding a majority of these people? Um, or is their own government funding them? A lot of these people, too, a lot of these military age men that you're seeing coming across the border, some of them have been released from the prisons of their countries and they have shipped them towards here and sent them to America. So now they become America problem. There's that one guy I sent you the clip of, right? Who said, like, you'll eventually know who I am or you'll know who I am soon. Yeah, he's a terrorist. Yeah, like yeah. I was just going to say, I don't know if like if we can 100% verify this, but that guy, from what I, from the bullshit I read on Twitter, X, there, this guy had done over a decade in prison for terrorism and then he was released and then he somehow or another found the money to come here to America and came in through the southern border. So that's terrifying. Oh, it's absolutely terrifying. So, yes, who is funding these people to come over here? That's one of the questions. Yeah. But once they're here, they're funded in through our government and our tax dollars. Our tax dollars are paying for this. Uh, folks, the image you are yeah. seeing right now. Yeah, when you see me hold my iPad up, I'm looking at the picture because I can see it better. Oh, gotcha. All right, so what y'all looking at right now in this image, this is a notice on that door. I'll try to zoom in here. 
Uh, this is to certify that Giri or Giri, G I R I, hotel management, this permissions to renovate the fourth and fifth floors. Those are the floors that I was uh, showing y'all about um, that were fully occupied, number one. Uh, with illegal immigrants, provided that the person of persons, firms, or corporation accepting this permit shall comply with all the provisions of the statutes of Maine and the ordinances of the city of Saka regulating the construction, maintenance, and use of buildings and structures and of the application of file in this department. Now, I'm not sure. I read it. It didn't say anything that they weren't allowed to have occupancy. But typically when you're renovating... Or when you are uh, doing construction on a certain floor of a building, you don't typically have people uh, staying within that floor. Mm. Yeah, because if they're doing construction, it would be considered a hazard, right? Correct. Now, uh, mind you, these photos don't necessarily indicate... Like, we don't see a person there. We see a lot of belongings. So, right. Well, the crew, we'll, the guys, the two guys... Um, Juice, yeah. well, Caleb and his buddy, who didn't want to really be mentioned, um, I did tag their their Instagram things in my uh, video. But um, hold on one second, chat. We're gonna remove Zach again. His kid is, is yeah, his kid's giving him issues. Okay. All right. So they did see people. They saw a, they they only saw maybe two adults. Kind of check them out to see what they were doing. Um, otherwise, they saw a lot of children looking out the windows and staring at them. They got a lot of onlookers, but their onlookers are mostly children and teenagers. Mm. And this door here that you're seeing, this is a secondary entry door into the, um, into the hotel. As you can see, they got it taped off. So you can't even see. We need somebody to go and visit that place. We, we did. Get in there. They couldn't get, no, but entry. I mean get in. Right. That's the problem. We, we were unable to get anybody to get into that place so far. So what you're seeing here, you can almost see his reflection into the uh, the door window here. He tried entering into the hotel. He went through the first set of doors. This is the second set of door. You can actually see it's locked here. Yep. And it tells everybody to use the back door for the entrance. But when they go there, they're unable to enter. My guess is it's one of those key pass doors that you need a key to get in. One of the uh, magnetic keys there. Yep, but yep. they also have this taped off. And that, to me, is kind of interesting, right? So they know that eventually people are going to catch on and they're going to want to look into this building. So they got the windows blacked out, covered up with, it looks like construction paper type of yeah, paper. Yeah. yeah. And so that way they, you can't see inside of this building to see what's going on. How many more people are sleeping in that lobby? Hmm. I mean, that's my question. You're going to block it off like that so you can't even see into the lobby? Has the lobby also been turned into a living quarters? It wouldn't put it past them for the simple fact that we got people sleeping in airports now. We have illegal immigrants sleeping in airports. Where is all the food coming from? I How's that place getting so, stocked with food? So... My anonymous source sent me some numbers. I'll, I'll tell these numbers, but like I said, I've yet to verify these numbers. So, folks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, like I said before, this is do your own research. A lot of this information came from my anonymous source. The only reason why I went live with this story is because I've never heard about this until my anonymous source co uh, called me. And I'm sure a lot of people in Saco, Maine also have not heard about this place um, having illegal immigrants staying in it. But this place right here is getting $6,500 per week per room. 
per week per week per room damn that's roughly 100 and i think there's 127 maybe 130 rooms in that in that hotel all paid for by the government my guess is with that large amount of money coming in they are being fed by the hotel right the hotel is providing a three course type of dinner they're probably providing breakfast lunch and dinner with no snacks and we've seen a situation before where there are some hotels that are doing this for the illegal immigrants and then they're complaining that their Who's food is no good. The illegal immigrants. Oh, the, oh, really? Oh, yeah. They're complaining that the food they're being fed is not kosher and it's not tasty and they don't like it. God damn it. Then don't, why'd you come across the freaking board in the first place? You don't want to freaking eat the food that's yeah. given to you. Go back to where you came from, in my opinion. Don't stay there. Yeah. Right? But... So it's come to a point where some of them have put burners into their rooms and they start cooking illegally in their rooms using those double Dutch burners and so forth. Um, that's one of those there. I mean, I ain't going to lie. When I stayed in a hotel before, when we uh, had an issue with our apartment, I did use a crock pot. <laughs> Cooked food in a crock pot. But. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure these people... Uh, again, I don't know where the money's coming from, but All right. it's... Uh, All right, so let's see here. So here's... Um, I'm sure they can afford crockpots, right? Right, so there's somebody Somewhere going in there, obviously there. covering up their self over here. But this is a brand new vehicle here. These ones have got tags on them. Some of these you have to you have to take with a grain of salt because some of these could be like employees. Yep. Uh, but this one's fairly new. Uh, there's other vehicles there too that have been there since the last storm because the guys. I was just so going to say there. some of them don't look like they've moved very much. Right, this one here, like that one, those look like they've moved. Right, right. this one here has actually got an auto dealership uh, sticker. I'm not sure if they got a closer up on that. Yeah, so this one here uh, had no front uh, plates on it, also no back plates from Jim's. And it doesn't auto look sales. like it's moved very much. No, not at all. So that one's a newer vehicle there. You know, Mercedes, Lexus, templates on that one. A couple of vans. It, doesn't look like it's, it also doesn't look like it's moved. That van definitely hasn't moved. All right, whoops. You know, a few more vehicles over there. Keep an eye. If you see Zach pop up, I'll bring him back in. But this is just another photo, another shot of the windows here. I'm not sure if we can get anybody trying to peek at them, seeing them taking photos. They said they got they did get a little traction of people checking them out. Uh, a lot of these I would shades flag those close. kids down and be like, come here, get me in. Like, let me in the building. Right, yeah, they probably Or just won't. start taking bikes. Just start stealing bikes and see how quickly <laughs> somebody comes out. Dude, they probably don't, start running. I'm not saying for anybody to do that. I'm just saying if hypothetically somebody were to do that, perhaps it would uh, trigger someone to come outside and then maybe share their thoughts on what's going on inside or allow someone inside to just take a look and All right, you so know, we can satisfy see, their curiosity. Right? Exactly. So, um, But I'm obviously not telling anybody to go and take bikes. Folks, but if you did, right. it might be bent. It might do uh, something. I did not know the address of the companies in here. I will try. I'm going to try. Folks, this is going to be an ongoing story, number one, because I am going to be calling. I, I try calling. Yeah. Matter of fact, let me go into that real quick. So I already mentioned how I called him the night that the anonymous source called me and I, somebody actually answered. Well, after the guys went down there and they took photographs, um, after the guys went down there and took photographs, I tried calling back down there again mm. because I had questions. They mm. picked up and hung up the phone. 
multiple times. So yeah, you got to mask your number now. Well, well, that's the thing. Well, the, I, I call from anonymous. I always call oh, okay. from anonymous. Now, yeah. the funny part is, is I called a sister company that was a little further up to, uh, up Maine. I believe it was Oxford, Maine. It was one of their sister companies. And I called up number one. They had availability, but I was like, I was, I really, I really wanted this hotel in Saco. The, um, I already forgot the name of it again. Something comfort, in. the comfort Inn and suites. I really wanted the comfort Inn and suites in Saco. So she's like, okay, well you can schedule. I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't really schedule it online. Uh, because every time, every time I date, I do it. It's like months out. It's telling me it's fully booked. And I wasn't lying to her. It was. Um, and I said, every time I try to call and they pick it up and hang it up. She goes, well, that's very awkward. She goes, that's weird. By the fact, she's never called me back. Uh, so she's like, let me try. So she checked it out. She's like, yeah. She goes, that's strange. She goes, well, let me take that name and number and I'll call you. Well, she has not called me. Not one. So did I'm, you get her name? I did not get her name. Ah, all right. I'd call that location again and just fucking right, that double check again. with the see if, yeah. So Nia say she has not got back to me. I have not got a hold of the press person to see if they'll answer any questions on where these illegal immigrants have coming from. Uh, but what I've been told is a couple of different uh, nationalities with inside of this hotel as well. All right, is that? Oh, dear God. I thought my screen was dirty, folks. That just messed with me. There's a dead bug in between the glass and that paper, and I thought it was on my screen. Okay. <laughs> I, w I literally went to go swipe that <laughs> nasty off. All right. So as you guys see here, this is a construction permit for uh, Saco Mainstays called the building. Uh, this is, once again, the Comfort Inn and Suites in Saco, Maine, in the 48 Industrial Park Road. Uh, Geary Saco Incorporated, uh, 225 West Squantum Street, Suite 200 in Quincy, Massachusetts is the business. Uh, listen, they're an occupancy is a hotel dormitories, secondary use, none sprinkler system, all that fun jazz. But they got a uh, construction permit here. So that's just, it's just another little interesting tidbit of information while we know that illegal immigrants are staying in here. What happens if you call the city and you ask them about that construction permit? Can the city share any information, do you think? I think the city can share some information. I think they have to because I believe construction permits are public information. And then what if you let them know, like maybe OSHA? Does OSHA allow? Uh, That's a million dollar question. Children to be living in places that are currently under construction. I mean, right. it, I would hate for OSHA to find out about. Oh, it'd be such a shame this. if OSHA found out, right? I mean, that'd be terrible for all of those people all right so that's the end of all the photos there folks let me get this screen share off over here and i'll uh, bring gary and i kind of back together just a little bit and then we'll talk folks because I, as as a main citizen and as a taxpayer i'm extremely pissed off knowing that within a 10 minute drive if that from that hotel there's four different types of tent cities in bitterford maine with homeless veterans, homeless men, homeless women, and homeless children who are sleeping in these tents. But yet there is illegal immigrants in this hotel. Now I will say that it is mainly, mainly kids that are inside of this hotel. So my question is, 
And listen, and before anybody says, this is why I say do your own research, but this is what my anonymous sources told me. That a lot of these kids are being protected by, as far as their transportation to and from school and so forth, is that there's a law called the McKinney-Vento Law, which is essentially leaving no child behind as far as education goes. gives that child the right to get an education and allows that child to go to any school within the state and their transportation has to be provided by the school district. And uh, one of the other things I found out is both the town and the school district both have to meet halfway. So, for instance, these all these children are in Saco, Maine. So, we'll say a child wants to go to Portland, uh, Portland school. So, Portland either A, has to come down to pick up that child, and then Saco has to go pick up that child, or vice versa. The towns have to split that up. But if that child goes sick, then one of those towns has to go pick up that child, bring that child to the hospital or the doctors, and then brings them back to that hotel. The school district essentially gets guardianship over those kids at that time. But my question is, is who is watching those kids with inside of these hotels? Is there government officials in there? Is Department of Human Services, do they have somebody in there watching these children? Is the hotel company providing adult supervision by their staff? Are their staff being paid to be paid babysitters? Uh, my anonymous source, let me go by I'm asking these questions, folks, is my anonymous source told me, um, and this is off of one example, there is a girl in there who is uh, by herself in there. She's 16 years old. She's living in that hotel by herself. Her parents are in Canada getting their green card in Canada while she's here in America going to school. Now, how can I say this? These kids have done nothing wrong, right? These kids, even though the illegal immigrants, the children have done nothing wrong. The parents are the ones that are, are doing something wrong, but at the same time, how many more hotels are doing this? And it goes back to the problem of Joe Biden and the state government governors that are allowing this to happen need to be charged with human and child trafficking. If you are moving children around without their parents and you're positioning them in a place that their parents are not at, Joe Biden and the local governors of that state need to be charged with child trafficking. And same with Border Patrol agents. If they are moving people, adults around, they need to be charged with human trafficking. That is exactly what we are seeing happening here in the United States right now. 300,000 people have crossed the border this month alone. Out of that 300,000, how many children were there? Out of that 300,000, how many terrorists came over? Out of that 300,000, how many people are truly here just to work? Out of that 300,000, how much of our tax dollars do you think we dished out already for that? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm being corrected. Last month, not this month. We don't have the numbers for this month. Last month. 300,000 last month. I was just getting corrected by my wife. I love that she listens because she's like a back studio producer. 
but the the McKinney Vento law protects the children. Gary, you made a you made a thing on me because I I was said you know you can't deny a child an education, and I did feel kind of bad for the child. But you made a good comment to me on the phone, talking about that that is the case. But yet then again, the illegal immigrant children are taking away the education of our children. The education of the kids, because now you're wasting more resources, more teachers are needed. That teacher's time needs to also focus on them. So if you add an extra 30 to 40 students into, we'll say an extra five to six students on a more of a realistic level per classroom, they're taken away from that one student that may need a little additional help. That one yep. student that may need that little extra focus. I have a child that has that needs that, but... That did make sense to me. So what are we doing? Teachers are already under the fucking page. It's, I was just going to say, it's straining the resources that are already, like, let's be honest, like our our infrastructure and our resources right now are, are pretty strained. Like teachers are, the students nowadays are more rambunctious than I feel like they were in my time. And even my time was more rambunctious than our parents' time, right? So it's like the the discipline that the students have nowadays is is less. The respect for the teachers is less. So the teachers are already kind of stressed out. And the resources, like teachers have to buy the paper and the pens and the stuff for for their classroom when that used to not have to be the case. Like the schools would provide that. So the resources are already strained. So if we're going to add additional students to these classrooms how where's the you know where's the funding going to come from for the additional supplies where's the funding going to come from to help the teacher you know stay after and spend time with students that are already struggling who are american students let alone these additional refugee students so i just it's it's a it's tough man it's really tough my wife was just texting me. She said, that's bullshit. There are teachers that are specifically for those reasons. But my question, how what, many are those teachers? Like, I, I'm, I'm guessing it's from the comment that I, I was talking about with students that may need a little extra help. Um, so, yeah, but so like what if more students need that extra help, right? Like that's more work that those teachers have to do then. And it's there's not more teachers doing that, right? Like... If those teachers, say on a normal basis, are dealing with six students and now that bumps up to 12, 10, like that's more difficult for that teacher, right? Right. Or, I mean, I don't know. I'm talking kind of ignorant because I don't have any children and I don't really know the school system. But from what I read and what I hear from the people who do have kids, it doesn't sound like it's getting better. So Willie Hess over on TikTok says kids will get smarter by staying at home and just reading a book, good book. Teachers I ain't teaching agree. them. You see, I, I, I'm a firm believer in school. I don't like some of the stuff that they teach in school. Luckily, we haven't noticed that stuff in the school that our children are in. I, be, I believe school is important because kids need to be social, right? They need more social uh, than they get from just playing video games. They need more social than being online. They need the social uh, being out and about talking to other children. They need to be playing with other children, in my opinion. I feel like when you're socializing with other children, it, it makes your brain work and makes you a better person, in my opinion. 
I don't disagree. Okay. I know you were pausing there looking at I me. Was, I, I was. I was waiting. I was waiting to I'm, see. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big proponent of homeschooling, and um, and I and I believe that kids can get that social interaction through team sports, martial arts, you know, extracurricular activities. Um, but I but I 100% agree. I feel like interactions with other people is very 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 important. I think that's very important for human development, especially in the youth. Okay, so you are agreeing with that then. Totally, totally. Okay. I just, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of school, but I was also a skateboarder. Who wasn't a was, fan of school? Uh, there's a lot of kids who are, right? I mean, like, we they, hate school, but we, we need it in a sense, but we don't need yeah. some of the new shit they're teaching. It's very evil. And, um, but yeah, some of the newer shit from what I hear, especially up here locally in Portland, it's not, it's not great. Um, but yeah, I think that the social interactions can be, can be attained in other ways outside of the typical mainstream public classroom. All right. Now, listen, folks, if we do have a teacher by chance listening, anybody's got a child in school that may be noticing it or impacted by right now, the influx of, uh, illegal, uh, legal, legal immigration, I'm trying to figure a shorter way of saying this. Uh, migrant children coming in and being in their school, uh, please call us right now at the show, 207-370-5852. I would definitely love to know uh, how it's affecting your city as well as possibly your children's school or so forth, even your workplace. Or maybe you're somebody who's working at one of these hotels that's uh, housing the illegal immigrants. I would love to hear from you. Uh, I just recently, at the beginning of the show, please rewind it at the end if you want to learn about it. We just exposed a place in Saco, Maine, uh, that I've not even known about, and I don't live that far from this hotel, that I didn't know that it was housing 127 rooms worth of illegal immigrants and a majority of them are children. I did not know that. Comfort in. Yeah, I drive by that place almost nightly. So that blows my mind. That's the uh, Comfort in Suites in Saco. But yeah, so the, uh, but I do once again want a big shout out to Texas. Big shout out to Texas for kicking ass, uh, pretty much putting Biden in his place. Definitely showing him that, you know what, the border can absolutely be shut down. You put the hard work into it. You get the National Guard on that line. You get your law enforcement officers on that line. And you prevent them from coming over. And if they cross that line, you put the good old silver cuffs on them. And you process them. Do we need detention centers or can we just sh turn them around and say, start walking back that way or we're going to put you in a detention center? Do we need to start building a couple more detention centers? I'm, I'm not saying that I'm not against it. What's another word for detention center, Mark? Jail. Put their ass in jail. Is that, is that a little bit better word for you instead of detention center? Uh, no, I'm just saying, like, that's a that's a really nice way of wording something. It was. It's a nicer way of just wording jail. <laughs> listen, I was trying to be somewhat nice here. Listen. <laughs> listen, man, you come over. Now, I do, listen, for people that are like, oh, but it's just women and uh, families with children. It's not. There's military-aged men that are coming over. And some of these, we'll just say in some instances, some of these children you're seeing coming over with a male or a female, that male or female might not 
necessarily be their mother, their father, or even a family member of them. That child could be a pawn by the freaking drug lords out there using them in order to get them over through the border. Because if you come over with a child, it is a little bit easier for you to get that asylum call and get your paperwork and have yourself through the border to go in your way. Versus if you don't come over with a child. But right now, that's not the case. Right now, you want to come over, just cross over and say, I'm here for America. Joe Biden sent me. Oh, okay. Come on in. We'll do what you want to do. We'll see you in most, five years. Most of the, the footage that I'm seeing of these, the people crossing, I'm not seeing children. But like, right, I'm not we're, seeing we're, any children in there. So we're both saying that, right? We're both saying the most of the footage. But once again, where is that footage that we're coming that we're seeing? Are you seeing it from independent reporters by chance, or are you seeing it from news? Uh, independent. Independent. Okay. Well, the only reason why I'm asking is because I'm a firm believer. Listen, I don't trust mainstream. That even goes for Fox News, folks. And I argue with my mother on this aspect. Like, I believe in more independent reporters now these days than I do mainstream media. Totally. I definitely don't trust ABC, CBS, and all them. I have a little faith in Fox, but not much. I really don't. I much rather trust independent media, places like these podcasts that are popping up with a lot of independent. Hell, even some of the shit Alex Jones has said has come true. The guy's fucking crazy. It's They're like, turning the frogs gay. <laughs> like 80%, 80% of the shit that guy has said has absolutely come true in some way, shape, or form. Now, the other 20% is just fucking crazy shit, like frog people. <laughs> but What's that other news agency? It's like, if I feel like in my brain, it's like it's Fox, but it's not Fox. You're ta- I think you're talking about Newsmax. Newsmax, that's the one. Yeah, Newsmax. So are they still around? Or are they Newsmax still is thing? around. Yeah, they are around. Okay. I do watch them yeah. here and there. They are. They are. Newsmax they, is. They're. They're not even. Um. Uh, they don't go either way. They. They are straight. One hundred percent a conservative news station. They are conservative. They are one hundred percent conservative. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I would like some. I like the ones that are somewhat biased and actually like. Um, I'm trying to think of the word. Neutral. Yeah, neutral, and they look at everything and go, "Okay, well, Objective. this makes sense. Yes, this makes sense, but this don't." Yeah, I love that. I, I do prefer that, and it opens your mind up to everything. I don't want to be sitting there and just be one sided because if we're one sided, we're never going to make it anywhere in life. That's why we're having the issues we're having now in Washington D.C. We have both political parties that they want it their way or there's no way. Now, granted, I agree with the Republican Party as far as not signing that bill that Joe Biden wants signed for immigration because that doesn't, for the border, that does not make sense. And we can allow in 5,000 daily. And then after that 5,000, we will start slowing, we'll shut it down and start processing. We should be zero daily, in my opinion. Yeah, you read that bill, right? I didn't read the bill. Yeah, so they wanted to, um, I, I, I can't remember verbatim, but essentially it said that Biden was ready to sign an agreement to on a border crisis by basically limiting it down to 5,000 illegals coming in daily. After, after 5,000 came in, then they would shut down the border. 
Oh, KC, you are more than welcome to call into the show right now, KC. I would love for you to call into the show. I know you're from Texas, and I would love to hear your opinion as a Texas cop. KC, I've been telling people to call in all night, man. If you want to call, call in, in. Yes, call What's in, What's the Casey. number, Mark? The phone number to the show is 207-370-5852. Definitely call into the show, KC. Give us a call, KC. Yes, KC, I would love to. So Casey's law enforcement in Texas? Casey is a law enforcement officer in Texas, yes. Pick up the phone, Casey. Call in. Yes, Casey, call in. I mean, I could try to feed you through the TikTok feed. I'm just not sure how well it would work. I think we tried it before, but no, they weren't able to hear you. Uh, Let me see here. Do you have the line turned on? I do have the line turned on. All right, Casey, hold on one second, Casey. I will text you. I'm texting the number. I'm going to text it to him. Give me one second. Okay. Okay. I have Casey on Snapchat. Oh. All right, Casey, I am am snapping it to you now. Yeah, my wife, uh, I I believe I heard about that bill on on Fox News as well, but uh, I could be wrong, but I believe I did read about it. The wife's like, is that just an internet rumor? Did they actually release the bill? I believe I heard the bill on Fox, but... Maybe Casey can shed some light on if he's even heard about that bill. All right, Casey, I went ahead and sent that number to you. All right, folks. Well, it looks like we're going to have Casey calling in, who is a law enforcement officer out in Texas. So I'll be happy to hear about that. Uh, What his views and opinions on everything. Right. But yeah, man. So it's crazy, right? I didn't, I mean, I knew. We were getting an influx of illegal immigrants here, especially where Maine has now pretty much built a whole apartment building just for them and giving them two years of free rent. That pisses me off. I mean, I don't know. It just pisses me on being knowing that we have American people. And I'm going to keep saying that people who are full-blown American citizens who are born here, or maybe they came in legally and they went through the process and they're homeless, you know, there, there's a difference between coming to America legally and coming to America illegally. But because Texas has done such a good job of getting the borders tight, they're now coming in the, through California on boats. You sent me an image uh, video of that. Remember that when they were uh, on the boat there and they jumped coming off and then they booked it like hell. Boat. Yeah, and they came jumping like hell out and ran, running it. Yeah, they just ran and scrambled into the, into the town, into the neighborhood. Right. And, that and that's terrifying. I feel bad for the residents there. Like, unless, I don't know. Right, as they come jumping through your backyard. And California has some of the toughest gun laws, man. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Because I can tell you right now, if that happened, if Maine was in that position, that would not be a good sign for someone jumping through someone's backyard like that. Mm. They would be walking out in a body bag. Essentially, I'm just saying, because you got someone jumping through your backyard with a purpose. I kind of feel like my life's being threatened. <laughs> I'm just saying, I kind of feel like my life's yeah. being threatened at that point. All right, all right. Uh, Z-Man, I see you out there over on TikTok. How you doing, Z-Man? We're just waiting for Casey to give us a call right now, folks. So, yeah, Gary, anyways, man, anything else that you want to talk about while we're waiting for Casey to call in? I mean, I think this is just uh, opening the door to some of the other things that we've talked about on earlier podcasts, like sleeper cells and just other ways for things to go awry. Civil war, 
I mean, yeah, let's talk a, about that. Well, you don't believe in the, the Civil War is going to happen. I'm one. I'm still one thinking that there's a possibility of it, but you're the one that's saying that you don't believe a Civil War will happen. I don't think it's going to happen this year. And if I'm if I'm misinterpreting what you're saying, then then tell me. But I feel like you're you're leading that it's going to happen prior to the end of the year to affect the election. I, I feel as if there's a there's a chance of it happening this year. But I feel as it might be a bigger chance of it happening if by chance we'll just say Donald Trump is the nominee and he does not get elected because of the states are blocking him from the ballot and they they prevent him from technically winning by election interference. I feel like then we're going to see a civil war. I, I feel like if Trump is elected the left will lose their shit and light cities on fire. Like this, I told you this before. I think the left will lose their shit, start lighting the cities on fire, and then whoever's in charge will have to invoke martial law. And then everybody on the left will be like, see, he's a dictator. He is, you know, and then it'll, they will create the scenario that they want to paint the conservative party doing. Like, they'll destroy cities to the point where things will have to be locked down the way that they are trying to say conservative people want to make things. That's what I think. And then if if he doesn't win, then we're just going to continue down the trajectory that we're on, which is obviously less than ideal. Gotcha. So, I don't know. That's my... Folks, what are your thoughts right now? While I'm waiting for KC to call in, what are your thoughts? Do you think a civil war is brewing? Do you think a civil war will happen this year prior to election, or do you think a civil war will happen after an election? I would love to know your thoughts. Call into the show, 207-370-5852. While we're waiting for KC to call here, you know what? I'll make it even a little bit easier for the people on TikTok. Let me go ahead and I will open up the chat over here. Hopefully we can find out if we can hear Gary, uh, Gary over here. Just give me one second, folks. I will open up the voice over on TikTok here. Let's see. Gary, we're going to see if we can get this to work here, my man. All right. Let's try it. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like it will not work because we are running two different modes on TikTok. So we are unable to do the multi-guess on TikTok. I am. All right. That is lame. Like, I was hoping that it was going to work, but apparently it will not. Multi-guess allows you to host up to eight. Multi-guess isn't available when we're doing this mode. Okay. Fantastic. We won't do it. All right. The only way you can get a hold of us is calling to the show. Can we make that number show up somewhere on the screen? The number that is on not, the screen. I know it's like we can see it on, on this screen, but on TikTok, I don't think they can. TikTok, the way you can see the no, the phone there is the flip your phone sideways. sideways. Yeah, just turn your phone sideways. You can see the number. Oh, but I got to hit that little button, right? Yeah, so if, you, if you flip, they flip their phone sideways, they can see the phone oh, okay. number. Abby Marie official says probably not. Abby, you talking for both scenarios or are you talking... Um, or for one scenario, Abby Murray official posted on Facebook saying probably not. The chat is not active. We got, we got a few people listening. I'm not seeing too much active chat. Yeah. Less, less activity than normal, huh? Yeah, it is. Absolutely. All right. So Abby is saying not a civil war at all. 
All right, let me ask Chad this. Maybe people feel a little bit more uh, in tune to talk if I ask this question while waiting for Casey to call in. Uh, what are your thoughts and opinions on a possible terrorist attack happening in the United States prior to the election? A possible Oof. terror attack happening uh, prior to the election. Blake down there on TikTok saying yes. Jacqueline Rose saying yes. Trent Labarge is saying yes. All right, we got a few yeses on that coming through. Uh, X Clips over and out saying yes from Canada. All right, so people feel like it's more likely for a terrorist attack to happen than a civil war to be up, to be broken out. Gotcha. Now, when we're looking at, at a terrorist attack, obviously, will it be as significant as 9-11? Or will it be as something as... An EMP attack. Uh, I'm surprised, to be honest. I'm very shocked that there has not been one during the winter months. I mean, granted, we still have a couple months to go for full blown for winter to be fully over. Um, but will it be in a form of an EMP, or would a terrorist attack be something again in the forms like what we saw during 9/11? Or as an additional option, will it be the sleeper cells simultaneously doing a bunch of smaller, more targeted? More calculated attacks. Touche. Could we see something in a scenario like Hamas did? Right. Because I mean, if that that dude, those that little boat that came up through Southern California, how many people did that have on there? Ten, ten or twelve people? Yeah, about ten or twelve. So what if you have a hundred boats like that, and they all just run up on the shore? Like, where are those dudes coming from? First of all, where the fuck did those guys come from? Right. Where did that boat? take off from where did those people come from so you get a bunch of those little boats to just go up the entire coast right uh trent labarge i see your post down there you know i'm actually a firm believer where i believe almost every teacher in america should be armed or not all of them but a certain small amount of them in each school um i laid out a scenario as far as arming teachers in uh, uh schools for those who maybe are watching us on other social media somebody on um TikTok has said that they could possibly see a terrorist attack uh, happening via school shootings. Um, and I we've talked about these before. One of the ways that I, I talked about how we could prevent it is, number one, the school administrator, both uh, and the principal, would have two to three teachers within the school district, uh, within the school, each school, who would be trained and proficient with a firearm. They would get certified. They'd be concealed. No one else, no one else in the school would know that that teacher is armed. So that way, there they wouldn't cause a chaos. No one would be talking about it. Only that teacher, the school administrator, and the principal would know that they are armed. So if a situation arises, that teacher can go into action. Uh, Jacqueline Rose's situation, like when they call for a national day. Yeah, Jacqueline Rose, you know, they call for a few times of a national day of terror. And I would say we have not seen anything happen other than what protests, I think, on the national day of terror, right? I think that's all I've ever heard of when they call for the national day of terror. I think I've only saw the protest. Yeah, but how many times? So it's like you, uh, you desensitize people to that, right? So you say they're going to do it, you're going to do it, you're going to do it. Then eventually everyone's like, ah, they're, they're crying wolf. But there might be some secret 
words that are used or a sequence that's used to let them know like, okay, this is the real one or there's particular day or whatever that they decide to make it real. So it's like you call for those X amount of times, nothing happens, people let their guard down and then you do it. All right, so Dante Sortino uh, said, personally, what happens if the teacher literally goes psycho and kills the students who's trained? That's a good question, right? Well, what happens if a law enforcement officer who's trained loses his shit and goes on a rampage? What happens if an armed security guard loses his shit and goes on a rampage? What happens if a school resource officer loses his shit and goes rampage? Right? It happens to everybody's triggers. What happens if... A veteran that people talk about veterans. What happens if a veteran has a PTSD breakdown, lose shit? Those are the things we can't control, right? Those are still the scenarios that we can't control. What we can control, though, what we can control is the school shooting, the free, the shoe freeze of the gun free zones. We can abolish those. Gun free zones are bullshit. Gun free zones, all that is, is an open range for criminals. Pretty much. We can abolish gun-free zones. So this way here, criminals know that they don't have an open target everywhere they everywhere that they see a gun-free zone. We can abolish those. We can allow people to start carrying wherever, whenever they need to be. Allow them to go to locations like their malls. Allow them to go into certain buildings. They used to be, oh, we don't want guns here. Allow them to go into there. Because if a criminal knows or has an idea that someone could possibly be, be armed in there, a criminal's going to think twice before they enter that building. But if the place is a gun-free zone, that criminal's instantly going to think, oh, I can go in there. Not a single person's armed in there. Granted, does every uh, CCW or every um, you know armed citizen obey the law like that? Probably not. But a large majority do because a large majority of, of almost 90% of gun owners are law-abiding citizens. Um, I think it's more than that. You said 90%? It's 90%. Well, I'm going to say, I'm saying 90 because I'm sure there's a 10% that may be doing the, uh, the bud. I don't, that doesn't count. Yeah, no, it does. Technically. Nah, it no, count. listen, listen, nah. you not, not, nah. no, listen, it does because it's still illegal on the federal level, regardless if it's on a state, it's still illegal on a federal I know. Listen, I, I don't mind that stuff. Listen, I don't. But the thing is, the law states it's a, still a federal offense. That's why a lot of people who who carry will not go into these legal stores in their state. Ones that are recreational, they won't go in there and buy because they scan your ID. Mm-hmm. So they scan your ID and you go buy it. And then we'll say you go buy a firearm. And I'll ask, do you do drugs? You check no. They now got you for lying. Your name's not Hunter Biden, so you're going to jail for lying on a gun app. Okay, If your name's Hunter Biden, you're, you're going to be okay. You can run away with a couple million dollars from the IRS too. But since your name's not Biden, you lied on that application. What if so somebody stopped using drugs? Then they can say that they don't, but they're not going into that shop. They can't be in that shop because their ID's been scanned. Yeah, but say someone used to go into the legal stores to to buy flour, and then they stopped doing that, say, two years ago, and then they try to go and buy a firearm. Well, as long as you're piss-free. Well, so I'll give you a scenario, a better scenario. 
Um, as far as that scenario, you you'd probably be fine, right? Because you're not going to have it in your bloodstream. You're not going to have it um, anywhere. They don't, in they don't make you take a piss test to go buy a firearm, though. No, no. But listen, I'm not done yet. Let me finish a scenario, All Mr. Right. Jumpy right. Jump. Let's hear, let's hear okay. your scenario. All right. Let's say you let's say you go and let's say you buy a firearm. Mm. Yeah, you 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 haven't smoked in over a year. Right. Okay, so you're safe. But oh, stand by. We got KC. Hold on one second. I gotta make sure the phone's working. Did I answer it? Let me try that again. Alright, TikTok, give me one second. I'm gonna fix the audio on this end. You have reached Keith Click. Casey, try calling in again. Yes, Julia, these brothers, what? What? Hold on one second. I will call you. I just got to fix the phone hit line here. You have reached Keith Click. Did right. he just say he was going to call in? I told him I'd call him. He tried calling oh. us. All right, so give me one second. All right, so like I was saying, though, we'll say like um, you, you use your firearm. Right. Okay, you had to use your firearm, and you shot somebody. Yep. They're now gone. Yep. Now they have to test you. If okay. you piss positive, you're screwed. Because mm. now they're going to go back to your gun records and also find out you lied on your records. Mm. So that that's that's where it boils down to on that. Mm. Now give me one second here. I'm gonna fix some for TikTok and hopefully my microphone audio does not sound bad. Gary, give me a one two count, please. One two one two. All right, try again. One two one two. All right, give me one second. I'm gonna mute this. All right, TikTok. First and foremost, is my voice really loud and, and distorted now? You sound you, normal to me. I sound normal to you, but am I, am I, I'm trying to find out if I'm normal on TikTok. No? Okay, so my voice is good on TikTok. All right. Uh, Keith, he, he's been a... Let me try Casey again. One second, yo. I'm trying to call. All right, so he's not answering on that phone line over there at all. Um, let me get Snapchat. I will download Snapchat on here. And I will get him on Snapchat, ladies and gentlemen. We will get Keith over here in a second. Gary, what do you got to talk about Why I try getting a hold of Casey? I don't know, man. I was waiting for you to give me another scenario, but I guess... It just comes down to if you're going to use your firearm, obviously that those situations are unpredictable, but just be clean. If I'm hearing you correctly there. All right. Mark live is going good. He was scared of this topic. Yeah. To be honest with you, I was scared of this topic. I ain't going to lie. I was scared because I did not know what people were going to think or how people are going to react. And it seems like a lot of people are on the same page 
as far as the the illegal immigration, the amount of illegals that we're having coming into our country. Oh, yeah, that was something I'll say. Yeah. I uh, I pulled up a a link to see how many states are supporting Texas, and it looks like twenty five at least for the time being are supporting supporting Texas. So half the country is in support of of Texas holding firm and um, not not kind of uh, towing the the line for the government. So but on, half what, the what country states, what is, states. What states are supporting? Yeah. So we have we have Nevada, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Utah, North and South Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Oklahoma, Arkansas. These are states in support. Louisiana, Mississippi, Tennessee, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia. Um, Ohio, Indiana, and New Hampshire, and um, oh, my neighboring Verm- state, Vermont did not do anything. The thing that's interesting is Kentucky is not supporting, and I thought that that was kind of interesting because from I know they're they are democratically run, but I feel like the people of the Appalachia um, are generally conservative. So I know that it's a democratic state, but um, I thought it was kind of interesting. That's a weird sound. Oh yeah, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to call him on oh. on Snapchat now. Oh, is that the Snapchat ring? Oh, that is. It's a weird ring. It is a weird ring. Hmm. We're seeing for answer Snapchat. Yes, Blake, I understand um, Kentucky should definitely. Yeah, and I thought that that was kind of weird that they um, that they are not. So even like North Carolina, again, I know it's a Democratic kind of environment out there, but still thought it was weird. Same with Kansas. I thought Kansas would kind of be in support of it. But um, the fact that Arizona and New Mexico are also bordering um, – bordering states and they're not trying to protect their land. I get it. California, I get it. It's a fucking communist state. Same thing with like Oregon and Same thing with uh, Maine. Washington. Same thing with Maine. Like these states are compromised. You know, Minnesota, Wisconsin compromised. I didn't realize Illinois and Michigan were compromised. Like New York, we know is compromised. Oh, so Mr. Casey, I think we got you now, my man. Uh, give me a quick audio check though. What's up? How are you? Gary, can you hear him? I hear him loud and clear. Fantastic. I know TikTok and here. All right, Mr. Casey, welcome to the show, my man. How is it going? It's going. We we're finally able to get you to uh, get you a connection here. We've been trying to figure out the hell we're going to talk about. We'll wait for you to get on the show here. I'm here. You are. So let, let's hear about it from someone who, uh, who does work in law enforcement out in Texas. Uh, they have what said part that you of guys Texas? can ask what part of Texas. I'm in the Dallas Metroplex. Okay. And uh, there's now saying that Texas has pretty much got a, a good grip on the border crisis down your way. So in addition to being a cop, I also have a, a former relative that works for CBP and who has currently been redeployed down there. And they're saying it's an absolute mess down there that uh, 
that the law enforcement aspects, especially federal law enforcement, are just absolutely frustrated as well. You know, we continue to see an influx of folks even up in the in the Metroplex area, and it's it's absolutely frustrating. And we're all, or the majority of folks I've spoken with are, are proud of the way that Abbott's handling it. But it's just a matter, you know, unfortunately, it's a matter of time to see where the, the president ends up going with it. So you said the federal agents are fed up with that. Now, are those the the federal agents that have been told to take down the razor wire or are these federal agents that are in support of what Abbott's doing? I believe it without speaking for them, but there are folks that are assigned down there and they're just frustrated with the entire situation as far as how the feds are, are instructing them to handle it. Gotcha. So I've heard that the feds and local law enforcement are pretty much hand in hand on this. And from what I've heard is that the feds have pretty much said that they will not interfere with Texas at all. That's a, that's the story and the information we're getting is that right now that they're not cutting any of the wire. They're they're continuing to uh, just stand by. It, it's it's really an interesting thing that park that that the state has. Uh, taken over for lack of a better expression, if you can actually do that is pretty, is a pretty key point. And, you know, they, they continue to talk about Texas and try to get, you know, try to get the courts to rule against them. And one of the big talking points is the buoys that the, the states enacted on the, on the, uh, on the river down there. And the fact is that unfortunately the media is portraying it as like a deep area and and when you actually go out there those buoys are only about waist high so the the allegations that folks are going to drown and 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 things like that is not doesn't appear to be accurate Mm. okay um now as far as like i was just talking about there like the hotel that we have here in our local town there's just just a large majority of children in this hotel while their parents are elsewhere in other countries or whatever working on the green cards are you guys seeing that type of situation in Texas as well? Are the how are your hotels out there? Are they being paid for by the government as well for the uh, the immigrants to stay in the hotels, or, or are they being shipped elsewhere? Our governor is doing a pretty good job of shipping them elsewhere. Um, you know, down south they they do have still the influx, but they are, you know, Governor Abbott is is offering transportation to sanctuary cities and other in other locations that are friendlier to the uh, to the immigrants so he's busing and flying quite a few of those out and then you know down on the border itself my friends that are working down there it, it's pretty a significant issue I know I noticed uh, I was looking online and I saw that there were like some large, tents that were like basically like massive camps for for these folks that are coming across do you do you know do your friends are you aware of your friends having any experience seeing these or encountering the people that are coming to or from these the only tents that i've been that that i've visited with folks and talked about was for processing not actually like living okay um I can't speak to the fact if they're living there. I know that they've enacted some large tents to do processing. And okay. you know, contrary to some of the media reports, they are at least getting the information before releasing them or, or allowing them to apply for the, uh, I'm 
drawing a blank now. All of a sudden, sorry. The asylum, that's it. So they're they're allowing them to file it, but they only tents that I know that my friends have been working that that I know from CBP or the processing, processing. tents. Okay. And are you are you seeing in your in the Dallas area, the Fort Worth area, is that um, are you seeing a lot of the the folks coming up through your area yourself? Are you seeing is that firsthand? So in the Metroplex, we've not seen like an like a, a serious significant increase. Um, okay. Like I said, most of my friends that, that work down there and, and on the border are are still seeing it. They're really appreciative of the support that the governor is is giving and and, and supporting them in that aspect and and providing the res- the additional resources to help the sheriffs down there uh, that have been fighting this battle for several years. All right, so now I, I got a question. As a law enforcement officer, I'm, I'm, during the Trump administration to now during the Biden administration, as far as crime goes, especially the influx on the border, have you seen a crime increase in your area, in your area, or heard of crime increases in your surrounding areas? Violent crime is up some. Um, you know, I don't know if there's actually a direct correlation between the the influx of immigrants and then as opposed to issues like corona and and whatnot we've seen a, a drastic increase ever since the the lockdowns were lifted um now whether or not that correlates with the border crisis you know you really can't codify that okay all right um so yeah, so you're just shipping them out to other places. There's some of being rejected though, right, and being turned back around, saying, "Hey, cross back over," or are they all being processed and then just being bust out? So I know that down in the park, that Texas is basically just refusing them entry or sending them down to a legal port of entry, so that they can get processed. They're just not allowing them to come into the into the country through that main that main point without being. They have to go to the port of entry. Okay. Mm. And the port of entry is how far is that from the park? <sighs> Mark, you're going to get me to line. It, it's not a, a very. <laughs> I'm sorry, Casey. You know, you got me wondering <laughs> questions now, man. I was told it's not very, it's not a significant trip, but it's, it's enough to, uh, you know, a lot of the folks crossing the border are hoping that they don't have to process and they don't have to go through that that legal court. So, you know, it's an inconvenience in, in that park that they're in was was a major entryway for folks to enter the, the country illegally. So now they're being turned down and having to go other directions and ever other other ports. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, as far as what you're being, what you've probably been hearing through uh, in throughout the wires and stuff like that, you know, because I, I was Zach was going to be on the show when I asked Zach. Obviously, if he knew anything about it, he told me, "Oh yeah, that's Mexicans coming over." But obviously, there's more than just the in the Mexican nationality coming through the border. Is that correct? Correct. I mean, we got people coming in from what China, um, Iran, and so forth. And I know that El Salvador. It was a pretty significant issue recently as well. Interesting. All right, El Salvador, I mean, they are running underneath a dictatorship, aren't they, over there? I believe so, or? 
don't know. Gary, have you heard anything about El Salvador? How what's their uh I don't know. Government? No, enough. But I did hear that there were some Venezuelans coming through too, so you got Gary over yeah. doing his magic googling. I'm trying to look because I don't know. I, I just don't know enough about El Salvador. Gotcha. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm just I'm just flabbergasted by all this, especially in my little town. Like I said, that soccer, which shocks me is the children pretty much being unattended or how they're being watched, whether it's Department of Homeland Security or Department of Human Services providing adults in these hotels for these children. I mean, to me, that's that just seems ch like child endangerment to me. Because the legal age for a child to be left alone, and it's probably only a short frame, is what, 14, 15 years old? I know that's going to vary by state. Well, well, what does Texas uh, deem for a kid to be by themselves for X amount of time? Texas doesn't actually have a, a specific age for them to be left alone. They have to be capable of providing for themselves and care for themselves. Okay. Now, is there a set time frame? We'll say if a kid was, I don't know, we'll say a kid's 14 years old and the parent's been gone for like two months. And that would well, that yeah, make a they, difference? Correct. It has to be a short term. Short term. Okay. And from my understanding, like I said, from my anonymous source, I got at this hotel, there's like a, I mean, the girl's 16 years old, but she's been there now for a little over a year by herself living in this hotel. And to me, that, that be. that's just concerning to me. Was she not under some sort of court supervision, though? No, she, she's being covered. So there's a, a law, I'm sure you've heard of it out your way, too, is I believe it's a federal law that was passed by George Bush. Um, it is the McKinney-Vento law, meaning that she they're covering the um, the illegal immigrant children underneath a um, McKinney-Vento law, which is a homeless law for any child who is homeless, does not have a home, can still be provided the right to education. And that means that the, the school departments and the cities would work together in busing the children back and forth to the, whatever school of their choice is. But typically, that's only supposed to be good for one year. After that, they have to gain residency. But that's not what's happening. They're, they're going beyond that. The only challenge is with that is what is her legal status? You know, is she an asylum seeker? Is she, I mean, there's, there are points of discussion on that as far as what it is. You know, the McKinley-Vento Act covers the education and, and the homeless aspect of it. But, you know, there's so many different types of visas and, and pending visas. You know, is she a, a witness to a crime that, you know, requires her to stay in the country? Is there, there are other options that, that we have to be cognizant of or aware of because that could impact why she's there and what's going on with that particular one situation. Gotcha. Okay. No, I mean, it's always good to hear from a different point of view because, like like I said, I've been hearing uh, from, from my anonymous source that the, this is 120 somewhat plus. I'm not sure if you're at the beginning of the podcast or not, but this hotel that's here in Saco, Maine is about a 120-plus room hotel um, that's been completely shut off to the public because uh, kind of like the situation in New York. It is housing um, illegal immigrants, and major large majority of it is just teenagers and children 
Uh, and then there are some adults there, as we saw from when we we're looking at the pictures from my crew that went down there, took pictures, you know, they got diapers and stuff like that in the window uh, with bags and laundry baskets and so forth. But when they try walking in through the main part of the building, uh, you can get through the main set of doors, but the second set of doors is locked and they got it, they got it papered off so you can't see inside of that part of the building. Um, and then there's building permits on the outside. There's a construction for the fourth and fifth floor saying going for a remodel, but there's people that are living up there. Um, and then, uh, what was the other thing, Gary? Oh, some of the newer vehicles and stuff like that that are in the parking lot as well. So yeah, it's just, it's one of those things that kind of pisses me off. I was talking to my brother about it early since you're kind of, I think you came on the show later. I'm just five to six minutes away from that, that location. There's tent city where there's women and children sleeping in tents that are local residents that are sleeping in tents, getting no housing. Yeah, that's, I mean, coupled that with, you know, even look at our, our veteran population, the homeless veteran population and whatnot, you know, it's systemic, unfortunately, that that we don't seem to take care of, of legal, legal residents as opposed to uh, the border crisis that's taking place. And I think that that's why a lot of people, even even I believe in even on the Democratic side, I think they're starting to wake up to that. That's why they're getting upset with it, too. Plus, I believe a lot of these sanctuary cities now are being overtaken. I mean, wasn't it New York was starting to cry? Saying yeah, they they're starting no to more? deport. Yeah. They're starting to deport to other sanctuary cities. I mean, California's got people defecating on the streets. There's literally an app that you can download on your phone in Sacramento to tell you where a human feces is at. That's sad. <laughs> That's absolutely it's sad. It's pretty gnarly. Yeah. All right, Mark. Well, I appreciate it, but I got to run. I mean, I appreciate you calling it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks man. I appreciate you, Casey. Yeah, man. So that's, that's saddening. Uh, anybody else out there want to call into the show? Feel free. 207-370-5852 is the phone number. If you have me on Snap, you can call into the Snap as well. I will answer the Snapchat call. Otherwise, I really don't know if we have any much anything else really to talk about tonight. Yeah, I think that was kind of on the agenda. That was pretty much what was on the agenda tonight. I wanted to release that information about that hotel, Comfort and Suites in Saco, Maine, uh, that a lot of people are unaware of. Um, yes, Casey, I know. No, Casey, which is amazing because she's waiting for a visa, which means she's looking to come in legally. Going through due process. Going through the due or process. Just, yeah. Which that's what we ask for everybody is to come in due process. And that's like, uh, was it Dan Bongino? I listened to his wife came in due through process. Uh, the presidential candidate that I was more interested in, uh, uh, more than Trump at the time was Vivek. His wife came in due process. I mean, that there, there's a way to come into America and there's a way not to come into America, right? I believe women and children whose lives are in danger or they are coming out from a rough situation, coming to seek asylum, great, please come and seek your asylum. Let's get you to safety. But what I feel like what's happening now at our border, and it's always happened at our border, but now I think it's happening even more, is because of the law that's passed, if anybody comes in with a child now, 
anybody who comes in over with a child, they're automatically waived through and they're given their court date because, and because they decided to keep the child with the parent or the said relative. So they're waved through, they get their court date and they, they get their plane ticket or whatever and they're on their way. I believe children are now being used and I believe children are truly, some, a lot of these children are probably not with their legal guardians, whether they're a parent or a family member. I believe they're being used by the cartel. That's my opinion, folks. The entire immigration system is broken. The K-1 visa. Good Lord, K-1 visa takes 12 months. Yeah, that's a... Uh... Now, KC, now you say the system is broken. She could apply for the K... Well, she's applying for the K-1 visa. Couldn't she apply for the work visa... To get here, and while she's working on the work visa, then apply for the K-1 visa, work the 12 months, so she's here in the States working off the work visa, and yet applying for permanent residency. Or like a green card, or... Yeah, and use that, and actually have that as a reference as well. Is that another way? Because how did you, your wife do it, Gary? Because your wife is also... Came uh, in she, through legally, she, right? she did a green card, and then she just did her citizenship test. Okay. Sure. She had a residence card, and then she did her citizenship. I can't. I can't remember, but she had to like do a test, and then she went and took a test and got her citizenship. Gotcha. She has to have a sponsor and company plus moving here during the process. Ah, gotcha, gotcha, Casey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's probably complicated. I don't know if they make it complicated for a reason or if that's just fucking typical U.S. bureaucracy. Right. Anyways, here's the thing that I'm going to leave it on this note. All of our politicians do, right? Cash, exactly, Casey. It is all about the money. Money, yeah. I'm going to leave leave the podcast on this note. We'll let Gary save his uh, final notes as well. Uh, Number one, all of our politicians need to get it out of their asses. All these trumped up charges on Trump should just be fucking charged. That $83 million freaking defamation court case I hope to God they uh, contest the hell out of that and he find out he doesn't have to pay for that because that is a bullshit. That, that is a political stunt, in my opinion. My opinion, that is a political stunt. Uh, we just need to move on. We need to have our elections. I think a large majority of people can, can all agree that Biden has failed us. For all the ones that were rooting for him, I mean, I never trusted the guy. I never believed in him in the first place. I believe the Biden administration has failed the American people. They're the ones that, and let me actually, here we go. For those who are saying, let me just end this. For those who are saying that Biden couldn't end this tomorrow if he really wanted to, he can. Biden can absolutely end this border crisis tomorrow or even tonight with just using his little pen. Just like he did when he got in the office and he opened up our borders and he signed that paperwork and opened up the borders as well as shutting down the pipeline that first day. He can use that same pen that he used to shut them down unless they take and refresh it every time he signs shit. But he can use whatever freaking pen and sign a new executive order and shut down our border. Have every state get the National Guard protecting the border. It's that simple. He doesn't need a Congress to do it. I guarantee he have the backing of every freaking Republican if he signed that paperwork and said, here, shut down our border. He probably even have the backing of a few Democrats, especially some of these sanctuary cities that are probably realizing they took on more than they can fucking chew. 
And now they're back at home with their diapers on, on the fucking asses and fucking sucking their thumbs like little babies, real life, going, oh, I fucked up. That's my opinion. Be nice to all your freaking neighbors, ladies and gentlemen. Love thy neighbor. Regardless of anybody's political decisions, we are all freaking human. We got to go back to the good old days where we could talk the shit we want to talk and go out and have a beer afterwards because those are the good old days. Stop being offended over everything. Stop having your little assholes hurt over stupid shit. Otherwise, that's my thought and process. Gary, what's yours? Um, things will most likely continue to be difficult. So there's a, there's a lot of people coming to America right now that don't share American values. Uh, but don't, don't let that stop you from, from being cool to people. Be vigilant, but be kind and just, you know, be vigilant, be kind. Be vigilant, be kind. Be vigilant, be, be kind. Watch your six and always wipe. I'll say it for Zach. Front the back. <laughs> You've been listening to the Mark G Show. You may know them from their political commentary, but there's a lot more to the fellas than politics. And that's why we created this show. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon. But until then, make sure to reach out on social media, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, at The Mark G Show. And to email the show, it's on air at themarkgshow.com. Take care, and we'll see you next time on The Mark G Show. Penis, thank you all for tuning in to The Mark G Show. Once again, this is a phenomenal episode. For those who might have missed Zach, I do apologize. Zach had to take the evening off to spend it with his boyfriend who was getting upset with him for not spending enough time with him. <laughs> Zach should be back next week, though. Thank you for tuning in to The Mark G Show.